0: Bye. Thanks for listening to The Refuge Podcast. We are all about unifying a generation of college students to be disciple-making followers of Jesus. It's our goal each week to equip and empower you to make disciples on your college campus. Whether you're enrolled in a university, taking a gap year, attending school virtually, or simply 18 to 25, grab your AirPods and let's have a conversation. Have you ever taken a personality profile test? Or, uh, as the trendy thing, it may not even be a trend now, but Enneagrams, Enneagrams, Enneagrams. How do you say it, Caitlin?
1: Definitely In enneagrams.
0: Enne- enneagrams. Yes, that's correct. That's how it's spelled. Uh, I'm a nine. I took an Enneagram, it's hard to say it now, an Enneagram test and I am a nine. I've taken it multiple times, different tests, and I'm a nine every time. Um, nine is the peacemaker. That's who I am. I'm the peacemaker. I get that from both of my parents. They're both peacemakers. Uh, and that's just kind of how I roll. I like for everyone to be happy. I tend to make jokes or the office references so that people can be lighthearted and laugh and have fun. And typically, I don't like conflict. So that's the nine. Now, there, I did have a realization not too long ago. I was working on something. for ref, If Refuge were to hire someone one day, what would that process look like? And I was really in my mode. I was sitting in a coffee shop and I was like really in my, you know, entrepreneur, (laughs) I run a business kind of mode. And I found this test for the Enneagram and I was like, okay, I'm going to make any future staffer for Refuge take one of these tests. We can understand who each other is. And so I was like, well, I'll take the test first to see if I like it. So I'm taking it. And again, I'm like in leadership mode. And I was like, I know I'm going to come out of nine because I always come out nine. And I came out of three. And so I learned about myself that when I am a strong leader and functioning as a strong leader, I tend to be more of a three than a nine. So.
1: So does that mean you're like a a nine wing three, or is that irrelevant because it's not beside the nine? I I don't I'm know. Confused by some of the uh, I stuff don't know I what the like word
0: wing means. Taking
1: a deep dive, but
0: yeah, I the way that I took it is my natural personality is nine, mm-hmm. but I. When it comes to, like, leading refuge, I need to function as a three.
1: Yeah, just like your leadership qualities in general. Like, you need to be at your three. That's right. So, basically.
0: What are we even saying? We're talking in number.
1: If you took Adderall.
0: Oh, here we go. You
1: would probably be three all the time.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know, Caitlin. (laughs) Caitlin's been trying to drug me for the past several years, and... It's... I might take you up on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't gosh. know. Who knows? Who knows if that's the case? I've been missing out for a long time, and I'd love to go back and see if I make better grades in school. Yeah, because
1: mm, why not give it a shot? Yeah, yeah. I am definitely a two-wing uh, one. You know, like I know what that means. Right. But wing one, um, yeah. the two is the helper, the giver. The one is the perfectionist. So I definitely that's, yeah function in both of those at different times in my life of course but I don't know about you but I love all of the things attached to the Enneagram that pop up on like Instagram where it's like twos for coffee lovers or it'll be like twos if you like the office and like you know there's like so many different categories now people try to like break things down and say well if you're two like you're gonna think this and that about this kind of thing and I'm always like yeah that's like so right that's exactly (laughs) how I feel like I feel like they they literally know my brain and it's like (laughs) It's pretty crazy to me because I feel like it's just a bunch of research that has gone into how people behave and why they act a certain way and that yeah. somebody's, like, dug into that so, like, intently it's just to yeah figure all of that out is really cool to me. So it's always kind of intriguing, and I think what intrigues me about it a little is that, like, sometimes, like, you just want to know, like, what other people think about you <laughs> or, like, what, like, your personality, like, means, like, to other people. It's, like, intriguing because not a lot of times are people coming up to you, like, Oh, I think you're like the biggest helper and this is what you need and this is what you desire and this is what you struggle with and like it just really like makes you get really introspective and so I think that's what makes me love tests like that. Yeah. So um we're going to share with you guys a little bit of a, you know, personality-ish type Test kind of. that we were introduced to. I don't know, probably like six, six years ago. Six now. years ago, yeah. Um, and it's based off scripture, of course, and so we're going to dig into that a little, and we're going to encourage you to take that as well, and kind of identify some different character traits about yourself.
0: Yes, a a man by the name of Alan Hirsch, who, if you don't know who he is, um, he is very instrumental and vocal in the disciple-making conversation, and he's brilliant. He's a very, very wise guy. He's like a modern-day C.S. Lewis. He's just very wise, um, and he's not from America, so he has an accent which makes him sound even smarter. Uh, so he's just a great guy. We've had the opportunity to be around Alan Hirsch. We've read several of his books, and um, and he's just very knowledgeable when it comes to this. But one of the things he did was really just took scripture and kind of broke it down a little bit. It's Ephesians four, and it's where Paul is writing in Ephesians, and he's giving you know instructions and things to the church as he commonly does. And one of the things he's saying is, look, basically Paul is coming up with his the the very first original enneagram test straight from scripture. Um, uh, but it's not that, but basically it's like, look, there are these five categories or roles that Jesus is giving you all. And you all need to find yourselves in one of these five roles. Now I, I, I don't see it in here, but there may be like a wing. I don't know. Uh, I think there is when I took it, this test, um, there was a wing to it, but, um, you need to find yourself in one of these five and need to function in that. Uh, and Ephesians 4 is pretty clear. I'll just read it. Uh, it's verse Ephesians 4, verse 11 and 12. It says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, uh, A, apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. He gave them their gifts. So it says he himself gave them to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So there are five categories. Christ himself gave these five categories their gifts so that the entire body of Christ can be unified. So not so that you can be like, oh, I'm really good at this. I'm going to get a lot of followers on Instagram because I'm a really good blank uh no it's it's for the whole body of believers to be unified together uh but apostle is the the first one
1: so an apostle would be defined by i mean actually when you said these five roles i'm sure like even as those words were being spoken like you can kind of identify where you might fall into that you might start thinking right now like oh i'm definitely an evangelist or maybe I'm a teacher. I'm pastor. Like just lined up with maybe the gifts that you feel like God's given you. But we're just going to break them down a little bit more. And so um, to define the first one, apostle. This would be the one who is sent. Um, typically, you know, you might be considered a pioneer, a strategist, an innovator, maybe a visionary. Um, also, this could be you know an entrepreneur, a groundbreaker, and a strategist who may might initiate you know social movements or something of that sort. So. I will say, when I think of an apostle, I I think this is probably one of yours, right, Adam?
0: Yes, it is. This is my wing, actually. I think I tend to be uh, more a teacher than an apostle. I don't know. I don't remember. It's been a while since I've taken the test. But a cool thing about apostle is that the word actually means one who ascends. Mm-hmm. So that's what that definition is. But in Scripture, when Jesus is kind of—he's walked through with his disciples, he's calling them disciple— and then there's a part of scripture where he's actually sending them out, and now he's telling them, "Hey, stop, stop like walking everywhere I walk. Like now it's your turn to go out. It's the sending of the the seventy-two, and the word he uses there is actually now the word apostle. So it's the releasing, sending out um, that person. But uh, yeah, I'm an apostle, being that person. That, like if you like to lead the way, you know, if you want to be the um, the groundbreaker, and you want to be the one that's like setting trends, you're an apostle that's your mindset is like hey, I want to lead the pack and I'm going to do it I'm gonna lead a movement, you know, boom, you're the apostle I think that one of the great apostles of today, I think of louis Giglio he's a movement starter like he's just he's that person I feel like who's an incredible- now yes he's a great preacher, and we'll get into that in a second, but uh great apostle, great um movement maker
1: and I want to make sure we're not like confusing people either here like. Yes an apostle is a sent one and technically like we are all sent ones like in christ correct Mm -hmm. you know so i don't want people to think that like only certain people are gifted to be an apostle like we are all called to be sent ones this is just you know more specific to this test is just somebody who has a specific calling to start something to to go out and take initiative and that person leads the charge
0: that's right paul look at paul and scripture i mean he's the pioneer that you see, but there's hundreds underneath him right. that you probably don't even know their names because they just weren't you know, leading it, but they're still sent and making it. Um, okay, the next one is Profit. One who knows. Uh, Now, don't get all weird and think that you have to, like, you're reading tarot cards. That's not what this is. There's nothing about mind reading in Scripture. Uh, But prophet being one who knows, this is um, the characteristic types of a prophet would be a disturber, an agitator, or a dreamer. (laughs) And I know you're probably thinking, like, agitator? Okay, I get on people's nerves all the time, so I must be a prophet. Um, That's not exactly what that means. But you're, you're a question asker. You disturb the status quo. You challenge people um, to help them move in new directions, if that makes sense. So you, you know, someone comes to you and says, hey, I just got this great idea or this awesome thing happened to me today. Instead of immediately just saying, that's great. I'm proud of you. You have four questions that follow with that, and those questions will lead to more than what you originally received and because of your question asking or because of your digging or because of your there's always another route to where you're going you tend to disturb and agitate and so uh, it's a good thing if it's used in the, in the right way but um, you you want to uh, I'm trying to think of of profits in my life and I know of a couple of a few, but uh, I think of someone uh, that was a, a leader uh, over me in my first church who there was never a simple phrase that I could say to him. It was always like, hey, here's how I'm feeling and I'm praying about it. So yeah, that's that's pretty much where I am today. And I just wanted to be done with the conversation because remember, I'm Enneagram 9, so I wanted to be done with the conversation. But I remember he would just say to me, you know, hey, well, let's talk about that, you know, what?" Why do you think you feel that way? Why do you think you've gotten to where you are? Why? And he would ask all these questions, and I'm like, man. And I just thought he was bored or I don't know, didn't know where the conversation was going, but he always had something to follow up on the back end, which was something that was helpful. And so uh, if that's you, you're a prophet. You You don't have to always know someone's future. That's not what being a prophet means. That doesn't mean, hey, in a week from today— your ankle's going to break and you're going to need to rely on God. Like a prophet is not someone who's predicting the future. Uh, You're someone who's disturbing the status quo. You're challenging people to help them move in new directions. That's a prophet.
1: When I think of a prophet, I sometimes think of like somebody with really great discernment or maybe a lot of wisdom, like applying the knowledge in in the appropriate way just to ask the hard questions, um, to stand against the status quo. Um, the next one would be an evangelist. Um, this is defined by one who recruits. So you would be a passionate communicator. You like to promote a specific message, and whatever organization you're a part of, or whatever message you want to communicate, you really want to push that outside to other people. And man, you you sell it. You're a really good salesman. You can speak speak well. You're a good communicator. Um, so. Obviously, too, when we think of an evangelist as somebody who just loves to share the gospel and um, share Jesus with other people in a, a way that is easily communicated. Um, so if that's you, you probably know like exactly like you're that person. It, do, it doesn't intimidate you to talk to strangers about Jesus. It doesn't intimidate you to share that message with anybody else. But you would be an evangelist.
0: Yeah, I think of um, Haley McKenzie, you know, uh, as one of our students that is awesome. She is a huge message promoter for yeah. Refuge. A lot of people that have come on the retreat, you probably came because Haley wouldn't leave you alone and kept inviting you.
1: Seriously, though, not even Refuge. Just like she's always using all of her platforms like to glorify God in a way like to bring people to him. So yeah. it's it's really cool. That's definitely her
0: right. role. Okay, so the next one is shepherd or pastor. Um, when you when you look at this definition of a pastor or a shepherd, it's someone who cares. When someone in your community, in your close-knit, or even in your not-so-close-knit group of friends is hurting or is in need of something, you're the first one that comes up and says, hey, I want to reach out and take care of this person. Let's all get together and help this person because your heart is the quickest to break for other people um, because you have that shepherding heart. If you look at it in the sense of, like literal shepherding. uh, You're taking care of the flock. You are the one tending to the flock because that's where your heart is. Uh, Now, not all lead pastors have this gift, which sounds like it should be wrong. It's not. Uh, But not all lead pastors have this gift or this heart of shepherding. Uh, That's why if you ever see a church that has a lead pastor and then has a shepherding pastor, uh, then that's because they find someone who really has this gift. Um, We have someone close to us who is the ultimate shepherding pastor, uh, and that's Ray Honeycutt. He is just the man when it comes to shepherding. Uh, He cares for people. His heart breaks for people, and he loves um, to just take care of them when you know anytime he hears we were just talking with him just recently about someone that we a mutual friend of ours that is dealing with cancer and he was messaging us saying like hey here so and so they're dealing with cancer just so you know you should be praying for him we're not none of us go to the same church we don't even live in the same town but- I know. and
1: he even like goes the extra step and he's like also here here's their contact information <laughs> that's right you know like he like he takes that job seriously Do you know anybody else in your close um, circle that happens to be um, one who cares?
0: (laughs) Uh, My wife. Oh, I have actually now wow. that I'm thinking about it. Wow. Hurt. <laughs> <Sorry>. Obviously,
1: you <Yeah.
0: laughs> have family. Here's the thing, Caitlin. You care almost too much for people to where it puts our family in financial situations where I'm like, look, you have to stop buying these people little gift baskets and stuff. Okay. Who is this for? You're like, oh, so-and-so just had a baby. And I'm like, who is that? I don't even know who that is.
1: Right. But, okay, that's exactly what a shepherd or like a pa- I Obviously, I'm not You're like right. a speaking pastor. I get that. Um, would do. So yeah, this would be my number one. Also profit would be like, if you had wings, like that would be my second one. Yeah. I think because I'm definitely like the agitator, question asker, disturber a little bit. I but you, you brought up a good that.
0: point that just because it says pastor, and that's why I like to use shepherd on it is because this doesn't mean that you're someone who has to stand up and preach. Right. Remember that's the, the, our culture today Definition is pastor, oh, that's someone who's leading a church and preaches every Sunday. Right. That's not what Ephesians 4 is saying. This this definition is a gift that Christ gives yes. someone, which is the gift of caring for others. Yeah. The gift of of wanting to keep them all safe and together. And when someone's hurting, they want to be the one that goes and yeah. takes care of them.
1: Something you also should know is um, my love language that I like to receive is words of affirmation. So I was really just trying to get Adam <laughs> yeah, to
0: and tell I me failed. that—
1: like, I care about right,
0: people, right, right, and right here in front of everybody on the podcast, I can see <laughs> the eternal struggle. Uh, it's that just I have.
1: horrible. I know. Okay, the last one is teacher. This is one who explains. I will say, I am. This is not my gifting. Like, I, I have the hardest time like teaching my child how to ride a bike. I'm like, this is like the easiest thing. How? Why can't I like use the words to teach her how to like ride the bike? Um, but somebody who translates. You know, philosophy something they believe very well. They, they're a really good organizer of ideas. Um, they, they like systems. They, they organize different things into a unit that works well, and they can articulate it really well to other people. So think of your professors. Think of your pastors at your church that speak on a Sunday morning. Um, they clearly can communicate a message. They're really good at teaching you. Um, they're usually, I mean, it's a special gift. Yeah. Like You really have to be gifted in it to be able to communicate yeah. something like that well to people
0: a lot of times people don't understand or know about themselves that they have this gift until they step out of their comfort zone and do it. Public speaking is not something that everyone loves. Uh, Caitlin, come on, you, you said that you weren't you weren't good at this, but you you've You've done pretty well at this. Come Are on. You, uh,
1: thanks for affirming me. Yes, see?
0: I'm <laughs> digging myself out of the hole that I dug myself in. Uh, but, yeah, this gift of teaching and this, this call is one where you have just that natural gift of communicating what it is that you're trying to communicate. So when you look at all of them, apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, and teacher— You're listening to this and you hear us explain it, you can find yourself in one of those ways. And maybe you heard us say this and you're like, oh, I know exactly what I am. I am the evangelist. I love to recruit people. I love to like get everybody behind me. Or maybe you're the one that's like the shepherd and you're like, man, I love to care for people. And, you know, whatever it is, you know what it is. But there's an important part about um, Ephesians 4 that is so important. It's again, when you understand what your gift is and and what it is that you're receiving. You have to put in, it, it's pointless to receive a gift. Who receives gifts on Christmas morning and then just looks at them and then leaves them there? No, you play with them like all day and all week. And um, so take these gifts, receive them and put them into action as Ephesians 4 says.
1: And I just want to close out. And again, this is a little bit longer podcast than usual. So thanks for hanging in with us for you know just about 20 minutes now. But we just want to close out on The verse, again, that we read in Ephesians 4, starting um, at verse 11, it says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith. And here's where I just want to land to, to close. And in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So when we think about why these roles are significant and what it what importance it is to even know where we fall in this category, we just want to remind you and challenge you that the goal here is um, to grow in maturity with Christ. And when we do that and we're growing in maturity, then we're also going to be reaching the fullness that Christ has for us. And so um, that's why... We think it's important just to take this test and evaluate like what your gifts are. A lot of times people don't know. You don't realize. You need somebody else to call it out for you, um, to kind of play it out for you. So we're going to definitely link the, um, the link to the test in the bio for this podcast. And so be sure to just click on that. It won't take you too long. Um, I think you'll find a lot of fruit um, that will come from it. So thanks for joining us for this episode of The Refuge Podcast.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to the Refuge Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and were encouraged in some way. Be sure to subscribe and share the podcast, and we will catch you guys next time.